0: Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is Divine Mercy Sunday. Well, praise the Lord, thanks for joining me on Divine Mercy Sunday. Looking at the Gospel coming up this Sunday and just a few days ago we celebrated the resurrection. It just seems so simple to forget and not live in that reality. And this Sunday, is Divine Mercy Sunday, which is, that, which is always celebrated after Easter Sunday. And we come to hear the Lord coming to us in the upper room. The doors were locked because we're afraid, and the Lord wants to unbind us from our fears. And typically it's because we believe a lie about ourselves, that we're not lovable, we're not worthy. And that's not the message of Divine Mercy. The Lord wants to deliver us from that. So our gospel this week comes from John 20, 19-31. And as you're reading the words, I just want you just to think about what lies do I believe in? In the depths of my heart, in the core of my brain, what lies do I believe in? Because the Lord wants to unlock or unbind us so we can be free to be sent to share the good news and not live in fear, not live in doubt, but live in truth and freedom. You can't have truth without freedom. You can't have freedom without truth. So our gospel begins with, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord, and Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Jesus answered and said to them, My you may have life in his name. So beautiful gospel. I'm just going to open a few things for you and then maybe talk a little bit about divine mercy and the image um, where the devotion comes from. But just a few things about this gospel. And the first thing we hear in our gospel just says on the evening of that first day, the evening of Easter Sunday, and Jesus comes and he says, peace be with you. And notice how the disciples are in the upper room, doors locked. And that's you and I. And Jesus is the key to unlocking that. His peace comes, he doesn't come to judge us. He says, peace be with you. But his peace comes with a cost. And so he shows them his hands and his sides. And this, the point is that Jesus is raised, not simply with a body, but with the same body that was crucified and died only days earlier. And he carries these marks of his earthly sacrifice with him when he ascends into heaven. And he says, peace be with you. And it's that shalom peace. It's not a worldly peace, but which is often procured by violence and is always unstable, but it's a spiritual serenity that comforts us regardless of our outward circumstances. And that peace means harmony. In covenant harmony and it's rooted in our reconciliation with God. It's an inward peace that's called for you and I to reach to our neighbors and our families. But if our peace is not grounded in Christ, if it's a worldly peace, we will be shallow and short-lived and will fall into the seven deadly sins. For this reason, you and I are called to spread Christ's peace throughout the world by sharing the gospel and one way of sharing the gospel in doing works of justice, is spreading the message of divine mercy. So behind all of this stands the Old Testament expectation that the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, would come to establish a worldwide covenant of peace with Israel and all nations. And you can find that in Ezekiel 34 and Zechariah 9. And right after he gives them peace and he shows them his side, he says, He says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And he wants us to send us, even in our brokenness, to spread the good news. And he breathes on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And this anticipates the coming of the Spirit of Pentecost. And you and I need to pray for that charismatic faith. And here we see the risen humanity of Jesus has become a sacrament of the Divine Spirit. So the first sacrament Jesus institutes after the resurrection is confession, reconciliation. And he gives the authority to the apostles. He says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So Jesus' ministry of mercy and reconciliation will continue through the apostles, to the bishops and the priests to this day. And the power to forgive and retain sins in the name of Jesus is elsewhere described as the authority to bind and loose. See Matthew 16 and Matthew 18. And a little bit later in the church's history at the Council of Trent in the 1500s, it connects this episode with the institution of the sacrament of reconciliation by which Christ distributes divine forgiveness to the world through the successors of the apostles and their assistance in the presbyterate, which would be successors of the apostles or bishops and their Assistance and the presbyter are the priests. As you go forward and you learn more about your faith, just want to encourage you to take time to really know that the sacrament of confession is in the Bible, and he gave that authority to his priests. But sometimes we doubt, we become like Thomas, and we have to see, right? on that temptation and you know it says eight days later which would be divine mercy sunday here we are his disciples were again in the house and the doors were locked but this time thomas is with them and again ask yourself where is the lord calling to release me from where do i need to listen to his divine mercy to release me from the lies that i'm not worthy i can never forgive and jesus peace is rooted in mercy and we receive his mercy in the sacrament of confession. And notice how Jesus is very graphic. He says, put your finger here and see and see my hands. And put your hand and place it in my side to see how big that wound was. Your whole hand could fit in there. And after Thomas puts his finger in Jesus' hand and puts his hand in his side. He says, My Lord and my God, which is the climactic confession of faith in John's gospel. And you and I need to say the same thing. But Jesus said, We're blessed if we don't see. He goes back to the Beatitudes, right? And now he said there's many other signs in the presence of the gospels that were done, but they're not written. But they wrote, he wrote about coming, John wrote about the the upper room and Jesus unlocking those locks. That upper room, again, is a symbol of your mind and your heart, and my mind and my heart. But they're written so that you and I may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, he's the Son of God. It's not just made up, it's not a joke, it's not a fairy tale. And that through this belief, you may have life in his name. Do you have life in Jesus' name? Do you think it's impossible that Jesus could truly forgive you Even if you've done some really big bad sins, adultery, maybe you've taken advantage of someone through the the sin of rape. Maybe you've murdered someone. These are the ones that the Lord comes to first. And the message of divine mercy is that Jesus seeks out the greatest sinner first. His mercy desires the greatest sinner first because they need it the most, which proves to us that God's love is so backwards compared to us, how we think, us sinners think. The Lord reaches out to those who are hurting, who are broken, who are in most need of his mercy first. And there is not one sin that Jesus cannot forgive. Not one. And if you think it's impossible... Pray for that same Holy Spirit that Jesus breathed on the Holy Spirit to fill, breathe the Holy Spirit upon the apostles and ask that to fill your heart and fill your mind with the truth. And then make it a goal to go to Divine Mercy Sunday at your parish here in annago It's at, at between 12 and 3 at St. Wenceslas. And go to confession and pray the Divine Mercy Chapel at 3 o'clock because if you do so, all eternal punishment will be removed and all sins will be forgiven. That is the good news of Jesus Christ. We praise God for that. We spend time in front of that image, and that image of Jesus has the red and white coming, or red, white, and blue coming from it, which represents baptism and the Holy Eucharist. And Jesus has his hand raised to bless you. And he's pointing to his heart, and he's saying, your heart is broken. Your heart is not healthy, unless my heart has replaced yours so I can free you from whatever is locking your heart up. Ask the Lord to free you. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to reveal to you what lies you believe in so he can set you free this Divine Mercy Sunday and that he may send you and commission you with his peace to bring it to others. The song I want to close with is Nothing is Impossible by Joe Zambon. The message of Divine Mercy is that nothing is impossible. He can forgive anything, and He desires to forgive the greatest sinners. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen.
1: mm mm-hmm.